one you got in here now. And I went to pay for it. $73 for a ham. I said I didn't want the whole hog. I just wanted a ham. And uh, I said, can I... I started opening it. You can't do that. Can't open it no more. Monkey pox. I said, I don't have them. Yeah. But anyhow, this world's in a mess. I'm telling you, every, every turn you take. I want to talk to you something that's dear on my heart tonight. And uh, Proverbs 6. Proverbs 6. Now, I know that I have, uh, in some degree, another priest on this before, but uh, I want to bring something to your attention if I can. In Proverbs 6, I want to go to verse 6, down to verse 11. Go to the ant, thy slugger. Consider her ways and be wise, which having no guide, guide, overseer, or ruler, provided her meat in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. How long will thou sleep, O sluggard? When will thou arise out of thy sleep? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth and I won't as an armed man. Father, we pray in Jesus' name that you will teach us tonight to wake up to what's going on in the world. Pay attention. There are some things that we can do, and we need to do it. Bless us, we pray now in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know where Mary got it, but she was showing me some things uh, that uh, is going to be on the ballot. Uh, when it comes floating time, and I was sitting there reading with her while ago, and she said, I don't know where uh, these amendments uh, were to vote for yes or no on, because some of them sound like they're trick questions. And I read a couple of them, and I said, no, 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 no. Every one of them. Because uh, anything that's amendment to the laws, it seemed like to me, is just putting more burden on the people. Uh, I don't believe that one class of people ought to get $50,000 more uh, on their uh, house, uh, take off their house income tax than others. Do you? I think we ought to all get it the same. And yet, they got, if you read it carefully, if you vote uh, yes for the, that amendment is on there, you're actually saying that there is a class of people and usually it's the upper class of people that's got the money and they get more money off their income, off their house value than you do. And so uh, we need to be, wake up, is what I want us to talk about tonight, is just we need to wake up as people. Now, I, I'm a Republican. I tell everybody that. Everybody knows that. I don't have, in fact, somebody come to me a, a few weeks ago and said, Preacher, you are not a preacher against uh, Democrats so much. I said, I don't preach against Democrats. I just preach that I'm a Republican. And, uh, uh, but uh, whatever, what I am trying to say tonight is this. We, we want to blame everything on the Democrats, what's going on. 
But I honestly believe this. If the Republicans don't wake up and make their voice known and do something this time around, rather than just say, I know it's wrong or I know it's right, and sit home, my vote don't count, or, or what I do, what little I do is not going to count. Yes, it does. And we need to wake up to this matter, the things that we know, and do what is right. Now, I want to talk to you about this thing of sleep and slumber and being lazy, if I can. In verse 9, it says, How long will thou sleep, O sluggard? When will thou rise out of thy sleep? And he uses the ant as our example. Did you ever watch a bunch of ants? Uh, they're always busy. I mean constantly. You never see them laying down asleep. I don't think i ever seen an ant sleep. And so uh, they're always busy. In Acts chapter 20, in verses 7 through 9, is an incident where a preacher is preaching a long sermon, and a young fellow went to sleep and uh, listening to him and fell out of the window, and he died. And, of course, uh, Peter went around and brought him back to life. Uh, God did. Uh, but I thought about this a lot of times. I looked out sometimes, and I see some of our people, if I go over 30 minutes preaching, but a down go to head, and uh, they go to sleep. In fact, I used to have one lady used to sit in the back bag, and she used to tickle me so good. She would sit there, and she would look straight ahead, and she'd go sound asleep, and I could hear her snore from way up here. And uh, I, I went to her one day, I said, can't you stay awake just one sermon? And so guess what she did? The next Sunday she came in, she'd come in with a pair of sunglasses on. <laughs> well, I couldn't tell she was sleeping on. <laughs> oh, me. But anyhow, if you read Solomon says, How long will thou sleep, O sluggard? When will thou rise out of thy sleep? Now, I, I've told you this. I, I got a sermon that, that I, I love to read and just to study on this matter of sleep how to have a good night's sleep. And I can tell everybody how to have a good night's sleep if you really want to have one. If you'll turn off the TV and you'll get rid of the telephone and everything around you and get peace quiet around you and read your Bible just before you fall off to sleep, you'll get a good night's sleep. Did you know you think about what you just heard all night long in your sleep? You'll wake up in the morning thinking about what you heard, the last thing you heard. Now, uh, think about that. We all need a certain amount of sleep. But uh, like I told some people, we had a man here who said uh, went to, in in the army, and he said you only need four hours of sleep. Uh, that's about all I ever get, and I really believe you don't need. Now that's me. I don't need a bunch of sleep. I don't want to sleep because I'm always afraid I'll miss something. And I like to stay awake. Now, the question, though, of this text, and I want you to get this, is a very serious question. There are people who are asleep who should be awake. There are people unconscious when they should be conscious. There are people who are insensitive when they should be sensitive. There are people deaf when they should be listening. Their eyes shut when they should be open. They're filled with laziness when they should be motivated by energy. Did you know one of the most selling products on the market today is energy drinks? It's to keep you going. 
Now, it's a personal question that is asked here in verse 6. How long will thou sleep? It's a great thing when the word of a preacher and the word of God seems to be addressed personally to a member of a congregation. When the Holy Spirit seems to say, on the, uh, as the word of God is proclaimed, thou art the man. In other words, the word of God will point his finger right at you when the preacher. Now that's a great thing, believe it or not. That's a, that's a, I want the Holy Spirit to deal with me from the Word of God every time I hear it. Thou art, not somebody else. <coughs> I had a man come up to me one time. I preached as hard as I could, and I thought I did a decent job of preaching. He come up to me and he said, Boy, I wish so-and-so had been here this morning. They'd have got it. He didn't need it. <laughs> <laughs> he would say, that again, you, somebody else. It's always passing over his shoulder. It flew right on. You remember that guy, that, that uh, uh, cartoon character with the hair stood up on him? No, oh, there it went. <laughs> That's the way a lot of people are when you're preaching. But the Bible says this one, this particular portion of Scripture is personal. God's talking to each one of us. Now, there's three classes of people this text ought to be addressed to. This verse ought to be addressed to the sinner. How long without sleep, O lost man? In other words, if you're lost, you're not saved today, how long will it be before you repent of your sin and come to the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior? Life is short. Amen? Now, when are you going to wake up to see the greatness of your need? You are a depraved, needy person. We're all sinners. Notice what God says. All the time, you're unsaved, you're perishing. John 3, 6, 36. All the time, you're unsaved, you're condemned. John 3, 18. All the time, you're unsaved, you're especially dead. John 5, verse 24. All the time, you're unsaved, you're without God, without Christ, without hope. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12. Now, how long will you stay that way? Now notice something else. When you're going to wake up to see the greatness of the Savior. Now the Savior is the Lord Jesus Christ. Now in His birth, there's no one like Him. In His life, there's no one like Him. In His teaching, in His love, in His death, in His resurrection, in His ability, in His grace, in His pardon, in His power, in His peace, everything that Jesus gives us, there's nobody like Him. How long is it going to be before you wake up and realize that? And then, how long will I sleep, child of God or Christian? Verse 9, how long will I sleep, O slow? Which means, one who is lazy and inactive. One of the saddest things today is many Christians are sleeping, as the Bible said, as they are at ease in Zion, like the Lord's disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane, asleep when they should have been awake. I cannot fathom, every time I read it, where Jesus went a little bit further to, to pray, and He left His disciples, and He came back and they were asleep. Now, I don't know about you, but my longing in my heart, I, I would have wanted to went with Him. Amen? I think I would have wanted to go with Him to pray. But you find His disciples wanted to been with Him asleep. Now, here's the question. 
when are you going to wake up and learn Christ's purpose for you? Now, I believe this. Each one of us has a purpose in this life. We have a meaning in this life. We can make a difference if we'll do it. If we'll wake up and realize, what has God got for me to do? I wake up every morning, and you can ask my wife this, I do not want to waste this day. I want this day to count for something. If it ain't nothing but doing the dishes, if it's doing the washing, if it's raking the yard, if it's doing something, I want this day to count for something. That I have, at the end of the day, I can turn around and look and say, well, I didn't go to sleep on the couch, I did something. I made something count. Now, you can take that to anything in your life. I want my life, to. I want this day to count uh, as far as my children are concerned, my great-grandchildren and so on, in their lives. I want it to count. I want today to mean something. Now, I had a man, uh, I was talking to him one day, and and, uh, we were talking about when uh, Obama was running for president, and I said, uh, uh, I sure didn't vote for Obama. He said, well, I did. I said, you've got to be kidding me. You voted for Obama? And he said, yeah. I said, why? You know what he stands for and what is going on. Why would you vote for him? He said, because I wanted my vote to count. And he said, I knew that he was going to win. And so, therefore, I voted for him so my vote would count. I said, you dummy, you're the kind of people that cause him to win. Don't you see the difference? My vote counts. Yours counts. Well, I had, I had a, uh, we had, uh, uh, what was it, 300 and something first, second, and third graders one time. We had 26 Sunday school teachers. And we had an auditorium like this. And we had them off in groups. A teacher, she'd have 15 children, going back to teacher, 15, and so on. And they filled up auditorium like this. And I took them on a picnic. I took them down by the Hillbar River. And we had a great time, and I made one of the biggest mistakes I ever made in my life. You ever paid pull the rope? You know what I mean? Bunch of you get on one end of the rope, bunch of you get on the other end of the rope. Well, I got all us grown-up teachers, uh, 26 of us, and all them little bitty kids on that one end, and all us 26 teachers on the other end, and I thought, well, us 26 teachers can surely out-pull a bunch of little kids. No, you can't. And I made the mistake of tying that rope around my waist, and they pulled me all over that park. And I learned something. I got I got a bunch of teenagers together when I was teaching a teenage class by a fire one time, and I said, I want to show you something. And I got a bunch of sticks. And I said, when, when all you kids get together and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and all of you stand for the same thing, serving the Lord, what a difference. What strength you have. And numbers that come together. And if you all live for the Lord, what a difference you can make. And you cannot be broken if you stick together. And I picked up one little stick and I popped it in two. And I picked up five or six sticks and popped it in two. But you pick up a big handful of sticks, I don't care how big they are, you can't break them. Amen? 
And it just showed those, those teenagers that I was trying to teach to stick together in the Lord's stand for the Lord Jesus Christ and what it's for. And I say to everybody that I can today, now, if you're a Democrat, you vote for your convictions. I vote whatever you want to. But you better read and you better understand what people are standing for. And then go to the Bible. If you're a Christian, you're supposed to vote according to the Bible. You're supposed to do what the Bible says to do. Never mind uh, how good they can talk, no matter how much money they got. That's not the point. If they're standing for biblical truths, you've got to go by the Bible and vote for them. And I'm going to tell you something. I was a Democrat for many, many years. And I went by what they believed. And back then, they believed what was right. But when they changed, I changed. And I don't vote party. And I said I'm a, a Republican. I'm, a, I'm a, a registered Republican. But if a Republican is running, don't vote according to Scripture. Don't go by the, the Bible. I'm not voting for it. Amen. I'm going to go by the Word of God. And when it comes to all the things that's in these uh, flyers that's going out, what these people stand for, please read them. Wake up. Begin to study them and read them and, and look what they stand for. Because when they get in that White House up there, where they're going, they're going to vote according to what they are. And so, what do you want? Now, I don't know about you, but I'm ready for a change. And I just believe that we ought to watch what we're doing and wake up to the facts, read them, study them, and let the Lord lead us. Amen? Amen. And look at the ants. Be busy. Now, if I believe in something, I'm going to tell everybody I come in contact with. Everybody I can. I, uh, I go down to the grocery store a lot. I, don't, I like fresh stuff. I just do. When my, my wife used to, yes. Well, I just like fresh stuff. I, when we used to go with her, she'd get four or five big bags of stuff, and she'd cook up that. But if I want pork chops run down and get pork chop and so on and uh, but uh, when I go down there I get in conversation with somebody I can't help it I just I just love to do it and uh, I'm always talking and, and people say you're not supposed to talk religion or politics in public with everybody you'll get hurt this day and time I don't care I just like to stare up things and so uh, I, the other day I was in line and I was taught this young lady, it was way down on me, and I said, who are you voting for? And she said, I sure ain't voting for Biden. <laughs> I said, amen. Now, I don't know what the rest of them around us thought, but we was having a good time. Amen. And what I'm saying is, I'm not ashamed of saying what I believe is right. You shouldn't be either. Now, if, you, if you're convinced whoever you're doing is right, then tell everybody. Let everybody do something. Tell your neighbors. Uh, Oh, going over to my lake place. They're going down Canal Road, which is about two and a half miles long. 
every house down that road has got uh, what is it? I forgot what that thing is they wrote on uh, about Biden. Let's go Biden. No, let's go Brandon. I believe the way it goes. I never have understood what that's about. I'm afraid to say what that's about anymore because they do things now I don't know. But every house has got a sign in front of it that's saying about that, about something. Every one of them. And every once in a while, you'll find somebody for Biden. And they got a sign there. But everybody down there wants you to know where they stand. Amen? And I believe that God's people. I heard Dr. Gary Falwell years ago preach. Some of the last, one of the last messages he preached before he died. I don't remember exactly how many before he died, but it was right at the end as he was dying. That he said, if if fundamental, Bible believing preachers don't start telling their people what to do when it comes to voting by the Word of God, not just by their conviction. But by the word of God, our country's going down the drain. Now this was ten years ago or better that he made that statement. Now you think about that for just a minute. And yet, we get today, and nobody, it seemed like, in preacher's realms, in churches, will stand up and actually say what is right and what is wrong. They just don't stare up the water. Don't say that. You can't say that. They'll shut you down. And so, no, we need to wake up, amen, and say what's right and do what's right. Stand with me, would you please? Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name. And Father, uh, this is not by no means do I ever want to use the pulpit as a, a stomping ground to, for just political reasons. That's not the purpose our purpose my purpose tonight is to obey thy word and to give us our children and our families around us the hope that you give us use our heads do what you lead us to do in Jesus' name we ask these things now amen let's sing some 59 now you got me on that one this morning I didn't know that one let's see Page 59, sing it with me. I will sing.